Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Fools on a Hill podcast. I'm Cal and I'm joined by Yanni and Liam, as always. Say hello, boys. Hello, I'm boys. Liam. Oh, Liam, you just can't... Even, I've literally handed that to you on a platter. Yanni obliged. You but did not. I, it would be, I, I doth oblige. I, I only do that because I feel like it'd be good if you go, I'm Cal and I go, I'm Liam and I'm Yanni and we are the Fools. So I just do it delayed comedic effect, so... Comedic effects, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Uh, today we are here talking about Arctic Monkeys' second album, Favourite Worst Nightmare, as it reaches its 15th birthday. It's a classic. 15 years. 15 bloody years. Bit of a, su- bit of a successful 16. album, this one, wasn't it? It was. It was... Uh... It was, so it was. Well, yeah, it's on around 44,000 copies in its, uh, in its first week, uh, I'll have you believe. And it's since gone three times plat. Three times plat. Mm. Wow. Believe That's it impressive. That is impressive. Was it nominated for any awards, by any chance? Um, <laughs> the 44,000 was in the US, by the way. Sold 227,000 copies in the UK. I did Points. think that 44 was quite low. For straight houses, so numero uno. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll answer my own question. This nice. was nominated for the 2007 Mercury Prize, and it also won the best British album at the Brit Awards. Back in the days where uh, they would turn up to the Brit Awards in fancy dress. Yeah. Oh, yes. um, this one's hilarious, isn't it? Like, is this the one? The is this the one with the farmer one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's just the, there at the, the end. The, that That's the first album. Yeah. But yeah, I miss them days. Fucking Alex Turner, eh? Yeah, Alex Turner, eh? Uh, yeah. Say. So, Favourite Worst Nightmare, second studio album by Oz uh released 18th of April 2007 um, on the Domino Recording Company label, which they're still signed to to this very day. I found that a fact the other day, actually, about Domino. Um, they never... Um, sort of Girls like, like, like They never let um, an artist go... Never. They don't. They yeah. never drop an artist. Is the word of them? Yeah, drop. a lot of their a lot of their signed artists have been long time artists. I've noticed that before as well. Um, oh, I never knew that. That is yeah. a good fact, Jan. Uh, right. they, apparently, they're pretty. I mean, look at what uh, you know. Just to mention Wet Leg. They they do a lot. So it's good label to get onto. So just say playing devil's advocate here. Oh, we on. we uh we have a band um and they turn into a bit of a a wrong and. Say you know the lost profits, for example, would Domino keep them on the roster? <laughs> we ended up with lost profits on uh, this. Well, classic. it's handy that we have a representative of Domino on the <laughs> other line, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, Hello, up. is he's that is that Jeremy Domino? Domino, can't speak. Domino, yeah. I was listening to a good podcast. This week. Um, I could murder a podcast all about the Ian Watkins case. That's why lost profits came to mind. They're all not right, a ba- they're not a band that I keep in my uh, in my library. Yeah, they should be. They've got some bangers, man. Yeah, tainted though. Really, how selfish. Pretty tainted. Yeah, (laughs) I I had to get rid of all my DVDs. Jim will fix it as well. (laughs) Ah, where was this album recorded, Yanni? I'll have you know, it was recorded in London's Maloko Studios, uh, alongside East Coast and Motor Museum in Liverpool and Conk. Wow. What museum in Liverpool? Say the Boat Museum. uh, no, I didn't say that actually. I said Motor Museum. 
okay. Uh, I know you're obsessed with the boat, museum. I love boats. Uh, <laughs> um, producers were James Ford and Mike Crossy. Um, Mike Crossy, is he? Hata. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> Oh, I don't um, know what that joke was supposed to be. Was it a joke? Uh, uh, the, the album was preceded by the release of the song Brian Storm on the 16th of April. Just two days. That almost seems pointless. Yeah. Um, was, that the or, first, was that the first one? Yeah. Fuck off. Actually, it's, I reckon it's it? so people didn't no, get the record and then put it on and, in, and just missed the intro to Brian Storm because it kicked straight in. It was so 16 like, days before. Yeah, I don't know why it says 16th on there. It's eight, it's eight, it's 2nd of April it was released. Maybe it I was think... released on 7-inch on the 16th. <sighs> Speaking of 7-inches, that's a bloody hood song, Hello. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the band's first album with uh, long-lasting... Just joking. <laughs> I'm going to murder this boy. <laughs> with... You could say sophomore. Uh, I won't know because it's not the point I'm trying to make. The band's first album with bassist Nick O'Malley, who's still elegant. Yeah, thanks. Is still their bassist. He is, and Um, we have met him, haven't we, Annie? We've met him in Blackpool of all places. Before a Tame Impala gig, make it sound a bit more exotic than the fact that we were just in Blackpool. Mm. Makes real look like fucking. You didn't just meet him under the pier, no? No, that would have been good though. Was it? Was it that one that you had that fantastic? on your days of Tinder time um, <laughs> yeah. picture. Uh, one, that... e- one exciting ride. Um, <laughs> I stood under a little sign that said that. Didn't really get me much action on Tinder, but, you know, I've won the lottery now with uh, with Karis, so move on, please. That's all that Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good album, isn't it? Let's talk about it, shall we? Should we talk Let's, about it? Right, yeah. yeah. Let's, okay, Let's go. Then. Should we talk about the cover art or no? Yeah, go on. Tell me if you know facts about it. Um, Ooh, do you have facts about ooh, it? Yes. I don't Com- know anything. Cover art features <laughs> a black and white photograph of a house in ooh, the Garston district of Liverpool um, <laughs> with <laughs> colourful cartoonish images visible through its window. This what? marks the second consecutive time the band has used photograph taken in Liverpool as an album cover, following their debut album, Whatever People Say. Oh, I didn't know that's that was what taken I'm not. Neither did I. Well, um, the the guy on the front of Whatever People Say I Am, Chris McClure, his brother, as I mentioned a minute ago, off recording, co-wrote one of the songs for this, All Jenna Bricks, so keeping it in the family. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Yeah, either. there oh, we are. These facts um, are flying today. Before this album was released, um, they the band have said that they considered naming the album a few different things which I <laughs> always find quite amusing. Yeah. Uh, th- the three that it says on our trusty source here um, is Lesbian Wednesdays. 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 I love Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably best they avoided that one. Um, Gordon Brown um, or Gary Barlow. I think that would have been my choice if this was my album. It's Gary Barlow. The two most famous GBs in GB, would you say? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Didn't think of that. Think of any of us? Um, Garibaldi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Garibaldi, yeah. I, I always thought Gordon Brown was a name for Suck It and See that was potential. Yeah. Um, Maybe a puff fucker. Well, they were going to call that Thriller, weren't they? And the Blonde Sonic Rape Alarm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 
They've made a they, better choice by not calling yeah, it that. Some questionable uh, ideas there. They're really. just boys. They're just having a laugh, aren't they? Lads. Although it's not a laughing matter. It's so not. they're going to go through track by track. Starts off with the first single they released, Brian Storm. What a kick in the bollocks. Am I right? In the best way. Wakes you up in the morning, doesn't it? Does. Um, great tune. My dad doesn't like this one. When it came out, he was like, nah, not for me. Which uh, I still don't That's really think he likes it. But I can't imagine not liking this song. It's a great, great album opener. It is. It's fantastic. It still boggles me how... Well, a lot of these songs on this album, but this one in particular, how they come up with it. The, the drums and everything. Oh, I feel like there's, just, there's very unique parts that mm-hmm. I just think like you just mm-hmm. wouldn't think of coming up with now yeah, in most music. I had the same thought when I was listening to it today. I can't remember which song it was, and I was like, it's such a strange structure. I can't remember. Mm. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense. No. Make sense. Um, even now, like... It's it's evident when they play live nowadays that they can't play these old tracks as fast as they once did. However, Matt Helders is still an agile beast on this is. song. Yeah, he is incredible. And there's there's one specific performance I can't remember what it was. I can't remember if it's at a festival or if it was on a like a talk show or something. But it's just incredible what he does on this song. It it's is just it's unreal. Just, he's so calm. I just don't get it. <laughs> I can't move that fast without drumsticks or a drum kit in front of me. So, yeah, I think you know it helps because you got the bounce back of the drums. Mm, maybe. Um, Keep telling yourself that, Jan. It's impossible, and you know it is. It's wizardry. It's all right. It's all right. I can do it. Do you remember, like, on, do you remember, like, on Mario and Sonic at the, at the Olympic Games when you had to like go, oh, yeah, like, it's like, whack us, yeah, do it as hard as you can. I still can't go as fast as he does on this song. Niche. No, uh, no top of the leaderboard for you on Mario and Sonic now. Yeah, yeah, there was, but that's right. I wouldn't have been if Matt Helders was playing with me. Put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, fantastic opener. Everyone's heard this. Everyone knows it. It's great. It's a brilliant tune. I still remember the music video for this uh, playing on like four music or whatever. <laughs> um, moving on to Teddy Picker, which I feel like is. A forgotten single now. I agree. Yeah. Um. The the video has a different version of the track. Yes. Which I've always thought was is weird it? because mm. is it a live take? It, it there's no. If, I, it I've sounds never found, like a live take. I I've think. never found anything that says why it's different. I definitely think it's a live take. You know. Mm. Strange. It's strange. This but... is one. Come on. Oh, okay. I was going to say they did the same. Live thing for Betty Look on the Dance Floor, didn't they? I've, so I've, I've got the sorry, I've got I've got the uh, got the facts, got the facts. But the, the facts. whole video was completed in one day and features the band forming performing the song live in Rack Studios. So not Rack the one, Studios, not the one in Liverpool, and walking to a local pub. Good bit of added information there. <laughs> um, this is one that coming up to it, I feel. There is some Arctic Monkey songs, and there's another one on this album that I kind of can't be bothered hearing again. And I thought that this was one of them up until I listened to this for this, and then realised, oh no, this is actually a really great song. It is fantastic. There's so many different, again, so many different parts and things that you, yeah, and also like the um, like the end section is quite unexpected and mm. all it's. 
I it's th- a lot more comp- it's a lot more complicated than you think for it being like one of the more popular ones. Or yeah, you don't first listen. You don't think oh, there's much to it, but there is. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. a great sense of movement throughout the song as well. Constantly keeps you going throughout the whole song. Uh, yeah. Really like the solo. It's very strange, mm-hmm. um, and the end line is fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, performed differently on the video to yes. The he pauses, doesn't it? He does, like you, you, and then crying lightning begins to play. Yes, not on this album though. No, that yeah. is D is for dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, underrated banger, in my opinion. Absolutely. This, yeah, this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, no, I don't really put it on, but if it's on, I won't skip it, and then I'm very glad I don't skip it. I think that helps because it's only two minutes fourteen. It's literally nonstop. I yeah, remember, I vividly remember the first time I ever heard it. Um, after the solo, and it it kind of stays on the same note after D is for delightful mm-hmm. and trying to keep Charles on. I genuinely thought my CD player was broke. I was sat on my bed. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> um, but no. So that always gives me fond memories of when I was young. This song, which is <laughs> lyrical matter, maybe not one you want to associate with when you're young, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is the first kind of, um, I mean, to be fair, it's the same with the last two tracks, but where you can you can see the uh, from now you can see the progression of the band over the next few albums, kind of thing. Um, you can definitely feel the kind of the the youthfulness of the first album, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of energy, but the slightly darker, I say slightly, the darker sound of humbug, yeah, creeping in. Mm. Um, but like, uh, I can imagine as a fan of Arctic Monkeys, this didn't seem like a massive. This seemed kind of like a natural step. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting then now knowing what was to come, mm. how like kind of clear step up twice that is kind yeah. of. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and then you compare the first and third albums; they're completely different. Yeah, I agree with what you say. Really, like previously, I've always kind of grouped these two together, partly because they came so quickly after each other. But listening mm-hmm. back now, you can tell there is a massive step up. Mm. In my opinion, as much as I love the first album, I always kind of rate that down because I've heard it so much. Um, so I mm. kind of don't really appreciate it for what it is anymore, which is a shame. But yeah, I just think this whole album is significantly a step up from whatever people say. Yeah, the the production of it and everything sounds a lot better. And because it's not going for the same kind of style as... Well, I don't know if it was stylistically a choice, but the first album was very just like um, four lads playing. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this, there are more things to it. There's more textures and Deers for Dangerous, I've noticed, listening then, a bit of tambourine going on. I think there's different um, instruments being played as well. It may just be like group background vocals that make it sound a bit more like a synth is playing or something, but mm-hmm. um, th- there seems to be like a, an active sort of step taken to not make it sound just like there is four lads although it does have that same kind of energy it, it, although there's new things yeah. it doesn't feel like oh they've added like five different five more extra instruments that they can't mm. possibly be playing live um yeah. so a, to a blend i also also the first go on. Go on, no, no, no. it's the first foray into the uh, into nico mali's bass playing i suppose the first two songs are quite straight or you know, quite following the guitar line in mm. Teddy Booker, uh, whereas this has just got a do, do, wonderful do, do, bass line. Do, 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 wonderful. Do, 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 do. 
Yeah. Mm. Very fun. Very reminds me of Reverend the Makers kind of. Yeah, um, it's quite. I never thought about that, but that makes sense with uh, something we'll yep. later bring up, I suppose. Yeah. Oh. I also like the contrast um, between Matt and Alex's vocals. Yes. Matt yeah. sounds so brash and so. Sounds really. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds re- like really far away. Yeah. Like he seems like mm. he's a, a bystander like in the story. Down yeah. The street. yeah. 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 Which, again, I know this isn't so much about going out clubbing as the first one was, but it kind of brings that it's still a lot notion of it is. back. Yeah, 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 I suppose. It's like being about the town kind of thing. Yeah, Maybe it's... not in the same, being, you know, the first album was about going out and being in that kind of lifestyle, whereas this seems a lot more kind of like about the edges of town hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the is to dangerous is dangerous it's dangerous moving on to balaclava this was i mean they're they're all given credits here but this one specifically mentions uh nico mali as a a writing credit on it <laughs> um along with alex turner so i presume when that's done it means lyrically as well mm. um because obviously they'll all partake in the, the musical aspect of it um another one that sort of demonstrates the step up i'd say from the first album um yep. technically and the the bass again there's a lot more to the bass um mm-hmm. a lot lot mm-hmm. more to the bass yeah um love this the lyrics are great um i don't really know what else to say on this i love it well i don't want to come here slagging off andy nicholson but nick o'malley's addition to the band was paramount to their success i think I do longevity, that, I longevity of success. Yeah. Should I, should Andy Nicholson's bass lines are very underrated because they're they're not as obvious in the songs. But mm. if you know kind of what he's playing on things like Bela Gun Dance Floor, it's not a straight bass line at all, and it's probably not clear that he's playing something good. And maybe that's you know maybe he should have been a bit more kind of try and push himself to the front, and maybe that's where Nick O'Malley kind of shines a bit more. But underrated for sure mm. i don't think i think if if he'd have moved forward with the band apart from the fact that yeah maybe he was just a lot more involved in writing these different style songs um he could have played all these parts he might not come up with them i guess is the point but mm. i don't know what i'm saying anymore well, mm. i'm just sticking up for my mate andy all right how far into this process did andy leave did he leave before any of this was started to be i am um, not really too know. sure because i remember there i remember there being so oh no, he uh, he left the band before the North American tour of the band's debut studio album. So ah, as I remember, about I remember there being stories of uh, Nick like locking himself away and like, learning everything. Dead yeah, away. Mm-hmm. that would have been for that yeah. tour, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Uh, I don't really have much yeah, to the... say on this track individually. It's another another banger. Yeah. I, for me, uh... it's um the the kind of obviously it starts off quick. Um, and then going into the mm. part is another example of like uh, what made them do that yeah, and then yeah. go back into it. And then it's like the chorus, I suppose, which is actually more like a mid late again. It, there's no kind of like it doesn't make sense what the kind of parts are of this song. Mm. Um, but I always find this song really interesting, yeah, really kind of structurally interesting. My mother like was the um, oh, come on, tell my me mother, about it, my mother was mortified, um, when I was playing this and they said the word shaggers. <laughs> how old would I have been of course she been... has never shagged in her life <laughs> no no um, I would have been nine so it's not like it's the worst when when you think about the fact that I listened to the darkness when I was about five <laughs> and get your hands off my woman says uh, 
motherfucker and cunt in that word. Wow. Uh, in that song. In that, in that song, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't think Shaggers is too bad in the grand scheme of things, but another no, fond memory not, not of mine. Um, I like the outro of this as well. Just listening to it now yeah. with the, the cowbell on the yeah. drums. It's a weird yeah. rhythm. Yeah. I can never sort of wrap my head around it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very good. Moving on yeah. to probably one of their most popular songs ever. Yeah. Fluorescent Adolescent. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, can you tell me about my software update another time, please? Um, <laughs> uh, co-written by another person. This happens to be uh, Alex Turner's then girlfriend, Joanna Bennett. Um, Do you know who she's married to now? Fun fact without looking, Yanni, because I'm oh, sure. I feel I like I do know this. Recently. No, I can't. I don't know. I'm not listening um, to long. She is married to Matthew Followill of Kings of Leon. That was oh, right. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> sure. Um, the facts I remember about this are that they were on holiday and it was sort of like pieced together with different things. Or like different things they were reading in a magazine or something. I remember that being like something. They basically that's why there's so many like um, cultural things like uh, Mecha Dubber and Bet and Pencil and all that mm. stuff. Say that again. Go on. Mecha what? Go on. Go on <laughs> no, go on. No, no. Mecha what? I've got to check now, haven't I? No, no. <laughs> say it again. We'll tell no, you. Say it, Annie. Don't be embarrassed. Say it. You Put say it. Chest. You say it. Oh, I know what it is. Go on then, say it. No, because I'm telling you. That's not the point. I want you to say it again. Go on, say it. <laughs> and it's Mecca Dabber. It's a Mecca Dabber. A Dabber used for bingo at Mecca. Yeah, and uh, Bloody Marys. And, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and other things like yeah. that. Yes, Um. That's it. That's all I've got for the facts on the song. Do you want to talk about the song now? or I'm surprised that this is one that they don't play live anymore. They don't? Not really. Or they didn't play it on the Tranquility Base Tour. Um, they play, They did like this really weird thing where Alex had this like synth thing that was just playing like just playing a beat that he would play, that he'd sing like Mardi Bum over sometimes. Like they wouldn't play it properly. When I went to see him one of the, one of the three times, not to brag, he did this, um, and I just—it seems like one that they could definitely rework to their to their like tempo well, and they, style I now. Them reworking it for the Hamburg tour, and they like they changed the the um, key of it, didn't they? Mm, they did a lot a lot of that on the Hamburg tour. They did that with Five Hundred Five as well. Wow, we'll get to that. Mm. Um, fantastic lyrics. Um, very straight up song. This one. Yeah, very very straight up, mm. um, straightforward. Um, solid riff as always. Uh, this is one of the ones that we used to play as a as a band. Maybe before we hit, do you know how was that after? I it was remember. after. I never played this one. Played, oh. played played one two songs later. Oh yeah, yeah. That just so reminds me of, to play on base. of a certain we'll Nathan Harley. Yeah. Um, anything to oh, say yeah. on this one, Lee? Um. Yeah, this is the one I found. <laughs> I found that. I'm keeping that. I'm keeping that in. Yeah, lovely. Um, this is one that I kind of touched on earlier about being like I can't be asked listening to it because I've heard it so many million yeah, times. Same. And, it's, and it's probably the it's probably the most poppy song. Poppy, maybe not the right word. No, I'd, I'd agree. Friendly, maybe or you know what I'm trying to say. 
Um, you said it. I've said, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Um, but what was my point? But um, again, I, I've not listened to this album in a while until recently. And um, yeah, it's still it's a still great tune. I love the way the bass line carries on kind of a constant kind of rhythm and the guitars pop back in, you know, once the intro's finished. And yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's an interesting song and lyrically it's great. Love Mecha Dabbers. Mecha Dabber, um, um, I I love the video for this one as well. It's what uh, Stephen Graham in, isn't it? Yeah, that's what Stephen. Yes, that was his second hey, second time he was in a monkeys video after um, uh, when, when the sun goes, goes down. down. Yeah, featuring now he's in Sam Fender songs he's, yeah. he's doing well for himself he is he's, 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 doing he's the rounds, literally he? everywhere <laughs> yeah. and he's I really, uh, come, come so far still can't believe he wasn't casting that uh, Martin Freeman thing because uh, if anything if ever a role was made for Stephen Graham it was a scouse cop he's from Kirby you know where I currently reside wow copite as well yeah, he was born <gasps> in this room <laughs> he, he might well have been for all you know <laughs> could be but just smell funky in here yeah <laughs> Uh, moving on, only ones who know. Um, this is quite the shift in tone on this album, Isn't it just? I would say. Um, mm-hmm. a very beautiful song. Um, yes. I don't really, I never really listened to this that much, but it's always a nice surprise when it comes on. Yeah, I think this is, um, yeah. for me, one of the highlights lyric wise on this. I think it really paints a picture of. <coughs> Uh, young love and heartache, and I just think it's great. There's um, a great performance that he, Alex did with Richard Hawley and his band. He's been robbed. He has been robbed. Um, yeah, that's a great performance. Alex with his long humbug hair, so it just kind of mm. fits the vibe. And Richard Hawley's band do it well. Um, yeah, I like the song a lot, but I would never really put it on no standalone. But I love it in terms of the album. I get submarine yeah. vibes from this song. Yeah, I literally about to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely like, uh, they obviously did uh, submarine. Was it just before Humbug? Just or after. Um, after. Just before just Suck after. It and See, yeah. Oh. Um, That's why Pile Driver Waltz is. Uh... In Suck It and See, yeah. yeah. For some reason, I placed it in Humbug in my head. Right, you silly yeah, bitch. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was right. I was the wrong album, you know what I mean? So you're wrong. Um, yeah, you know, um, but yeah, I I agree. This is you clearly had these ideas in the head for these slower songs because mm. this is different to you know like Riot Van, the slower songs from the first album. Does that make sense? Different style of slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then he obviously liked this style of slow. I suppose. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I love this song too. I think it's beautiful. Liam loves it. Um, vocals are great. Team great. Uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, do me a favor. Um, I love that. Sorry, I love the shift from only ones who know into do me a favor. I think that's perfect. That's perfect placement on this album. Prefect. Is uh, only ones who know the end of the A side. <laughs> I assume so with the amount of tracks there are. But yeah, oh, Jack, probably. Yeah, go on, Liam. Stop coughing into the fucking microphone as well. Worry about it. Uh, yes. Brilliant. Thank you. So that perfect placement <laughs> is pointless. <laughs> um, so yeah we're here on Do Me A Favour a song that I kind of fell out of love with until fair fair few years ago sad memories sad memories of uh, being kicked out of the band yeah. and then when me and Yanni started a new band uh, I could listen to it again because all wounds were healed well I've so just had a uh, a realisation 
it, obviously, Go the on, first man. line is, well, the morning was complete. I had no idea he meant morning, as in... Uh, ah! Lost. Like... <laughs> Oh no, neither did I. No, no, <laughs> no way. Have you got the lyrics up? Is it definitely? Maybe it's a double entente. <laughs> oh, dude, you lot. Like <laughs> yeah, I have put the lyrics up, and I'm in disbelief. This is me, gobsmacked. Um, this one has a lot of special memories for me, uh, particularly uh, Nathan Harley. Nathan Harley, of course. The, the couldn't the... couldn't go to save his life. No. <laughs> um. We used to play it as a group, um, played it quite a lot. It's one of those songs that we all kind of learn together. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like the first time like a band come together and learn something. It's quite a special moment for a musician, I suppose. You could say. This is the first, the first song that I um, learned on bass, specifically on bass. Wow. It was a song that when, we, when I joined the band, it was one of the first ones we jammed to, and you taught me the very basic version of it, yeah. Um, and then I went home and learned the whole song as well as so this. I knew this whole album. I could probably still play it. Um, but yeah, that's, it holds a special place in my heart for that. Hands up, hi. No, I was just saying, you know, sorry, Liam. I know you. <laughs> I know you're good on bass. Um, um, yeah. Come. Um, I, as much as I love this one, and I don't want to keep talking about them as a band now, I find it very strange that this is one that they play. Uh, of all of them, I suppose. Yeah, find it very bizarre. I'm still glad they do though, because I, as much as it ha- holds a nostalgic value, I do really love this song. It is uh, very without, good. Yeah. Without giving anything away, that's. <laughs> um, I think it's great. The bass is fantastic. The two yeah. counterpart guitars that are going on complement each other so well. Um, Packs a lovely and, punch. Oh, yeah, that exactly. And that drop oh, is. Bloody yep. delightful. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? Uh, any more it's for any more? Funny, I was going to say, when this song finishes, for some reason I expect it to play Cry and Lightning. But I think that's just because we always used to play those songs <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know, completely different album. Um, but yeah, I love Do Me A Favour. Do me a favour and play the song forever. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. This house is a circus. Berserk, Berserk as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I I'm so well. sick of your coughs. Honestly, yeah, I've, been, I've, I've been ill for months I don't give a shit. Now. Long COVID. Have some Tixie Sorry. Licks. Oh, fucking hell. Fuck Have some who? Tixie Licks. <laughs> you should be so lucky. Um, I like your Tixie. Yeah, hello. Um, picks up the pace again. Yeah. This one. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I like This again is one of those ones that has like weird structure for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. All like the, the the parts are very different, but work so well together. Um, there's like there's like separate verses, like there's A verses and B verses. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense, like that's on a lot of songs where there's not just a verse structure and a chorus. There's like, and they're not necessarily pre-choruses or whatever. Yeah. Mm. I think the lyrics are great as well. Um, I mean, we're going to be saying that for every song. It's Alex Turner. The fantastic lyrical genius, um, but yeah, the the lyrics are great. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, uh, get on board. Get on board. I've got nothing more to add. This is one of my faves, really. But I've, I've not got anything to say that you've not already covered. Nice um, heavy end, which mm. is very humbly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. There. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, bassline's great in the song. Um, 
Matt's vocals in uh, some part is really good. Oh, there's one more thing to add. The transition into uh, If You Were There, Beware. Well, wait until we finish this song. We have, haven't we? Callum just said... No, I'm, I'm, still t- I'm talking about it. You oh, literally just, cut across Liam talking about it. Oh, did you? because I don't listen to <laughs> Yeah, clearly. Um... Uh, I've lost my fucking train of thought now as well. Bear with me, man. Uh, and Wrong I just really just enjoy Alex singing the very fast part. I just really mm. like that. Yes. Shame he's lost that ability transition. to uh, rap, borderline rap, yeah. <laughs> to show any enjoyment <laughs> <laughs> or excitement in anything. So, um, do you want to Botox is his personality. <laughs> it's cocaine, mate. Do you want to talk about uh, the transition now, Yanni? Transition's fantastic. Oh, it was a great transition. Um, yeah. Thanks, Yanni. Uh, it's an echo in this room. Um, Sorry? Brilliant. What? Um, <laughs> I really like the riff in this song. Mm. Um, and I like the drop into it <laughs> when it comes uh, and it starts. I also like the, the bridge bit where it gets all weird and spooky. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, See, there's part of me loves this song and there's part of me that kind of wishes it wasn't like it is <laughs> I, I love the heavy part and I kind of want more of that but I don't know if I love it because of the softer part in the verse you do, that'll be it mm. if it's all heavy it's not the same you need that, you know, that pushing that pull, that ice yeah. in that fire <laughs> Um, I think uh, I think this was a song that I had a thought of when listening, which was um, that at this point in, in Arctic Monkeys, they didn't piss about. They got to the point very quickly. And I think it was this song that I thought that I actually wish that they had dragged that intro a bit more, which is a similar point to you, I guess, Karen, because I quite like that riff. And maybe they should drag the outro out. They didn't... Like, this is the longest song in the album, isn't it? It's not even five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um mm. Maybe they should have indul- indulged a bit more in that. Maybe so. Instead of being I'd, so kind of... I don't know. I've never thought that. I mean, it would be good for maybe a live tape, but I think because of the transition into this from the House to Circus, I think it the timing of everything is is great. Also, this song, I believe, is written about his relationship with uh, Alexa Chung? Uh, name? Well, he... Is, yeah, but I don't think he was with her before Joanna Bennett. No, I think this was written at a different time, mate. Um, oh wow, there is serious crossover because there. I believe it was about how the media were uh, hounding her. If you mm. listen to the lyrics, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, anyway, I think it is. I Secret, Secret Door from Humbug is definitely about Alex Chong. Um, I'm being... going to quickly uh, Google that and you guys see what. Are so geeky, you know, and all Well, being it's around. about him being at parties and not really fitting in. Um, but like, but yeah, it is. Um, are we done with this song? Because I've also got a fact uh, about who the next song is allegedly about. Well, it's about an ex-girlfriend. I don't know which ones, but, um, you know, who has? Not me. Um, are we done with this song? Yeah, I've mentioned that I like the, the middle bit. It's all great. Um, do the back uh, thing. I like the juxtaposition. Sorry. Oh, what word? What a song? Uh, yeah, no, that's why I only use it for you guys. Thanks. Of the intro into when he starts singing, mm. in, if you were there, beware. Mm. It's very weird anyway. as well, by the way. I don't know if you just uh, a little fact, a, a musical fact. It, it's E minor, C, and then it does occasionally like a C minor from the C, which is strange to do. Mm. Nice. Um, but cool. Anyway, moving on, the bad thing. Tell me about it, Cal. Uh, allegedly, who is this song about? Do we know? 
Um, oh. I've mentioned them earlier. I shouldn't mention them again. You did. You didn't. You've not mentioned them. He'll he'll fix things for you if you need him to. <laughs> um, apparently, and right, don't hound me if this is true. I'm going to hound you. Allegedly, this is about Kate Moss know, trying to chat him up at a bar. Oh wow! I remember reading the facts, and this could wow. not be a fact that this apparently was written by um, or with um, Jamie Hook. Not. No, Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, but I'm not seeing anywhere where that is true. So, Woo-hoo, Yanni, sorry, I didn't actually hear you said. Jamie Cook. Oh, um, Jamie. He was probably there. And um, what makes me believe that is this is probably the weakest song on the album. Do you think? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, I. I think I just kind of, I kind of agree. I, but I do like it. the song at the same time. It's so. yeah, it's, I enjoy it. It's fun. Um, I like the bridge bit. Um, yes. where it's more stabby with the chords. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just a bit too, bit too easy. I don't know. At this point, they've already showed off how like technical they can be throughout the whole album, and this one just seems like a very. Uh, this seems like a throwaway song that they've just kept on the album for some reason. Well, I don't want to divulge too much into B sides. <laughs> Because I would very much like to talk about them after this. Absolutely. Because holy moly, there's some fucking... Yeah, guacamole. There's some s- slappers. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I kind of... Now I've thought about it, it probably is the weakest song. But I still really like it. And I'm, I know you you're saying the... you don't, but you're not saying you don't. But... Yanni, yeah, when you say the stabby bridge, so call it stabby bridge, yeah. uh, is that like the reggae part? Yeah. Uh, not yeah, I would. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with I mean? you not to you know be a saying? dickhead, but it, yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, I like that part. It's not it's really breve because it's, it's on the know, on the off the off the. Uh, yeah, they they present it as almost as if it is. There's something else, some other trickery going on in my brain that makes you think it's on the off. Anyway, if you want to hear reggae, I'll let you hear reggae. Okay, I, I love reggae, so you know, <laughs> played upon the monkeys. Okay, feel like yeah. we're. No, on the sense. line there, um, Liam, what do you want to say about <laughs> this uh, this song? Uh, other than the bad thing, yeah, I said said before. Okay, good. I, um, I agree with you pretty much. Sound. Um, the bad thing. Moving on to all the other bricks, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> this again. Did we play this one? I feel like we played this one when we were. We we played it. It's... I remember playing this with you, yeah. Oh, but it wasn't in. It wasn't in the perks. It was at the start of Bluff, I think. Um, this is the one that we mentioned before. was uh, co-written by John McClure from Reverend Earth Makers. Um, Good songwriter. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah. Especially during this time. Um, it, it's definitely of the era. Uh, Sheff- yeah. Sheffield in 2007. There was something in the water. There was. Something um, in the water. The lead mill would have been a great place at this time. Uh, save the lead mill, people. Please. Please save the lead mill. Great, Get out there. Great Even venue. Though I've, uh, sorry, just to cut back to the actual song. Even though I've heard this song a million times, reading the lyrics to this, when it's it's quite the littlest apologist, yeah. I I know the song, yeah. but I cannot place that as being no. sung um, until I've just heard it. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's so, so weird that that... Mm. Classic I mean, turn of that. It is. And it, it's done so well. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Go on. 
Uh, uh, Lightman. Uh, uh, I um, love this song. Yes. Not to spoil. <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to spoil nothing for you, but uh, <laughs> wink, wink. Um, I did wink at the same time then, just visually, if you're watching. <laughs> uh, fucking hope not. Um, <laughs> so we've been we've been hacked if someone's watching. <laughs> Someone stood in the street. Um, yeah, I think the song's great. I think lyrically it's fantastic. I love the Dorothy was right though. Um, part gets me every time. That just what a stonker. Great tune. Mm, couldn't agree more. I love it. This is uh, this is it. probably if I was to pick up a guitar, I'd probably just play this. It's very, oh. very easy. If I was just ch- on, trying man. to pass... The- I'm not going to get up now. If I was just going to pass the time... <laughs> Pussy. No. I'd, I'd probably play this. Um, it's easy, but enjoyable. I prefer listening to this rather than playing it, you know. Mm. Apart, actually... Yeah, I actually... Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot more to this, I think, um, than you realise. If you try and play on guitar, it is a little bit all over the place. Yeah, get all the parts in, mm. but um, yeah, I definitely enjoy listening to it more than I enjoy playing it. It's a bit too, uh, don't know, staccato. Um, great drums, great drums, great, Matt's fantastic great drums. Well done, Matthew J. Helders. Thank the you. Third. you did a great job. <laughs> Should be in a band or something. Definitely. Um, there we go. <laughs> Here we are. We've arrived. I don't know what to say. Are we finishing that song? A five of five. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, time to make our way back then. Uh, to 505. Um, Got another fun fact. I have. Funny you ask, Yanni. Um, (laughs) I'm not sure what poll this was. um, North. North, yes. But this was voted by the fans as their favourite Arctic Monkey song. Wow. Wow. I've got a fact for you. Go ahead. This samples... Basically, an Ennio Morricone song wow. from the iconic western The Good, The Bad, and The Good. Um, if you play the, the film clip from it, from it, it's literally just the same thing. Um, the whole song, by the way, another interesting fact if you hear about music, it's two all chords. just two chords. It is. D minor and an E minor. Um, and... Alex Turner plays the organ on this. He does. Didn't, didn't realise it was an organ. Um, yeah, again, one of those um, songs has a great drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it, the build up's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, it's just a very bloody good song, isn't it, boys? It's very bloody good. I it's worthy. I of definitely wouldn't place it as the uh, the best Osmond Key song. No, no, I I agree. Maybe I was working on average or something. No, no, it was uh, it was when the puppets were doing the second tour, uh, the second album, sorry, and uh, Alex and Miles were off their head, and they were doing a, an interview with a French lady, um, <laughs> and Alex is sat there with a pillow on his yeah. head. Uh, just staring into the camera. Um, I'm a crab. Is it that one or is that a different one? I, know, I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. That one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go and watch some of these interviews. Yeah. They are. They are great. Um, Cocaine kids. Yeah. Particularly the face culture. The face culture one. That's a great interview. Um, but yeah, I I love this song, but it's not. It's not my number one overall. No. It's a good ender though, and I really like that just single guitar line. Um, mm. Leading out, really good way of ending it. Um, yeah, 
Um, yeah, great track. Miles Kane plays guitar on it, and you can tell. It's very Miles, the guitar. It is very I've Miles. I've never noticed that. What? Uh, without, if you didn't kind of know that, why would you ever think that? Because I know who Miles Kane is. If it was just some, <laughs> yeah. if it was just some random why would person. I, why would I think, oh, this sounds like Miles Kane? Because it does. It sounds but like... you know who Miles Kane is. Yeah, I know. It's not some... I mean, now, now I know it, it's completely obvious, but it just... He's also played it practically every festival they've ever played this yeah. song at. He also turn, he turns up for it. Do you know what? I did know that. I've seen many performances. <laughs> so I've just always thought because they were mates. I didn't think that was it. actually. Maybe I did know that fact, and that's he did just know. He was just lying. Oh, he's so. Far. I'd forgotten, oh, it. I'd he forgotten like? it as well. I'll what say. is he like? At some point. But <laughs> unless there's anything more to be said, I think that uh, takes us on to B sides. Ooh, what a special little treat this is on the classic. We never get to B sides. Yeah, it's because the B sides on this album are <laughs> chef's kiss. My. I don't want to. Spo- well, I can't spoil it really because I can't answer the, uh, my favorite song just, being. I just want to say something quickly. Uh, the Japanese version of this, because as we know, all Japanese versions have uh, bonus tracks because of import costs. Is that the reason? So they yeah, put more on? Because it costs more for them to buy it due to the imports. They add some. This features, uh, well, the Japanese version features, uh, I believe, Matador and Frame Tour, which was released oh, as a it? single. Which I have on nice white vinyl. I have two. Oh, me too, 20s. baby. Oh, triplets, <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, that was my only little factor before we moved on to B sides. Sorry, but we'll, should we do it in order of single releases? So start with Brian Storm. Yeah, if you want. Uh, I want to know, kind of uh, upright though, upright, upright, up front. Which single has your favourite B sides uh, as a complete? Work as a record, a tenth oh, record. Oh, which one's your favourite? Not including, not including the single. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't think that'll make Brian a Storm. Difference. Yeah, Brian Storm for me. So, hundred percent. My okay. one of my one of my favourite Arctic Monkey songs of all time is on the Brian Storm B side. Okay, let's get into it then. Oh, is it? What if you were right the first time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. What he was you? right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this uh-huh. the B side, the ten inch. We're, we're going to do the ten inch single because the seven inch just had one. Um, so we'll start with. If you found this, it's probably too late. Starts with some some strings, which is a nice little bit. tease for the uh, upcoming project that he's going to uh, be doing with Miles Kane. Which at yeah. this point, would he have known about? Possibly, probably, it's probably in discussion. Probably. Um, I think it's cool that there's. A beginning song like Brian Storm isn't the first song of mm-hmm. its yeah. own single. I've always thought it's very cool. <laughs> well, if Liam thinks it's cool, <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. It's <laughs> a bit over. <laughs> it was. That, I, I agree. I thought I think that's a cool feature. Um, I love the guitar tones in this. It sounds oh, gritty and dirty. Um, and it could have quite easily fit on the album. To be honest, uh, in my opinion, I think stylistically it's quite a it's quite a jump. I think, yeah, I think if it wasn't for the strings, it fits on like the the weird rhythms it does. The yeah, sort maybe, of maybe all so. over the I fretboard it's, it's kind just of playing. It's heavier though than any of the other. Well, maybe it is a bit too heavy. I don't know because the end of listening back to them, then the end of uh, this house of circus gets pretty. No, yeah, it gets pretty heavy. But only the end, though. Whereas this feels quite like, and even like his vocals seem quite like abrasive on this. And hmm. uh, I think would make it kind of stick out a bit, like a sore thumb. I don't think it would have been. <laughs> I've had a sore thumb. 
Yeah, I, tra- I, I whacked it in work the other day. I dropped my phone, tried mm. to catch it, and whacked it on the till, and I was bleeding very heavily. Mm. That was oh, a sore That's not good. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Bloody hell! It's like bleeding from like under my nail. It was weird. Ooh. Yeah, it, it, oh, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like a cut. It was impact, impact blood. Bit, yeah. Makes me feel it. Like I want to throw up. Yeah. Sorry. Um, thanks a lot. Uh, then obviously <laughs> the second track would be Brian Storm, which we've talked about, and then oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Temptation Greet Your Life Come on, Yanni. Friend, Hit me with it. Which uh, which features um, the lovely, ever pre- uh, pleasant Dizzy <laughs> Rascal. Ooh, it's just um, a rascal. <laughs> um, which at the time, as far as we know, he didn't um, do uh, abuse towards, you know, it's, it's ones. He is He is right, our naughty so. friend. Let's put it that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it... Uh, He's not a friend. He's not a friend. Um, Big surprise if he was. Um, (laughs) Nevertheless, friend of the pod is Alfie Templeman. (laughs) (laughs) It's a uh, fantastic song. Um, Great performance of it being played at Glastow. Oh, that is a Glastow Um, special. And uh, far superior to the version that features on Dizzy's album. Oh God, yeah. Oh, (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard that. Don't leave. So what is the? It's just called Temptation, I think, but it's it's shit. Yeah. Is it? Does it involve Arctic Monkeys? It involves Alex, I believe. It's really it might involve the rest of them. It's I'm really not good. <laughs> um, well, we have warned you. Um, and then I don't really think we need to say anything else on that, do we? No. Then the best no. song. The best song of all time. <laughs> it's losing a whole year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's actually right. You know, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you. I'm in on it now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, it is what if you were, what if you were right the first time? That really caught me by surprise, that mate. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. Um, honestly, what probably top three Arctic Monkey songs of all time? Yeah, I love playing this song. It's and so much fun. Another one where Matthew is incredible on. There's yeah. an M- there's an MTV live performance oh, of this song. Unreal. Holy, holy, quack. yeah, holy guac. Um, the 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 it's so sh- such shit quality, mm. but the the, the audio yeah. is great. But the video, p or some shit it like is that. oh, it's awful, but it really adds to the performance. Yeah. And the um the camera goes like a bit shaky when the the like drop happens, and oh my god, it is orgasmic, mm. fucking incredible. Love this song so much. Again, should have been on the album. Would have been my favorite song. So yeah, could have uh, replaced the bad thing. Yeah, maybe um. So. He could have been a single. The, Sorry, could have been. Um, uses the word betwixt in this. Yeah. Um, which I love twixes. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, he loves a double finger. Um, I want to blow both your minds here and say that I am not very familiar with this. Song. Oh my god! I've just put it on and I, I, I thought I don't, I don't think I know this song. Get familiar. Please watch the the live version because it's fucking mental. After you've listened to the main version, um, my my B side journey. I mean, I know all. Of, I've I have listened to them all. That's uh, definite. And a lot of the others from this album, I've listened to a lot more than maybe Brian Storm, but it's mostly Humbug, I suppose. Okay. That's... Well, as soon as the halfway Sorry. mark hits in this song, your pants are coming down. Like I'm listening to it, and I I, I just can't. Cannot place it in my memory, so yeah, sorry. It's sorry to let you down. It's fantastic. Um then the second single. Are we gonna to touch on the frame tour and Matador? Uh well, we should have when I mentioned it, but yeah. <laughs> um 
Do you want to touch on them quickly or or not? No, he doesn't. Fluorescent Adolescent is the next one. This is more of the sort of what I'd class as just Alex Turner songs. Even though they're not, I don't know. I just... That's fair, yeah. First song is the title. And uh, the next one is The Bakery. Um, I do very much like all of these songs that feature on it. They're very nice. Um, not my um, go-to sort of stylistic choice of the Art of Monkeys. Um, but yeah, the bakery has great lyrics. Another nice performance. This is also co-written by Miles Kane, by the way. Mm. Um, the bakery? Yep. Just found that out. What do we think about the bakery, boys? I love this song. Which has... Yeah, really what like has it. the best bakery? Um, uh, Driffield. There is... I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to have to... I'll be back with you. Where, it's where Karis is from. The old Sayers in the White Rose Centre, which I think is now a pound bakery. Pretty still pretty all right. But the, the Sayers was good there. Good times. Couplins. 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 It's great. Okay. Lovely. Cheese straws. Fucking to die for. <laughs> I don't feel like I've been to many just like... Like, individually owned bakeries. You, Maybe that's what I'd love to. to I like the idea of, um, sort Just of... Greg's everywhere, though, so it's hard. Yes. But Greg's is good. The cheese and ham, um, like, twists. The cheese and bacon twists that they used to do in, <laughs> in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> they possibly still do in the hospital cafe. You know, at the right. front of Glancluid. I don't know if you're familiar with Glancluid. Yes, I'm all too... Uh, As well you walk burst. in, there's like a kind of a cafe right there, right in front of you. Yeah. Uh, not the main kind of... I think that's gone now, you know, mate. They've, uh, I think they've it, updated I think it. it is, yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely has. I've been there before <laughs> since it's happened, so yeah. It has. Yeah, so have I, and I also know it's definitely not there. So, yeah, we're just Chatting trying to have a nice conversation. Uh, we're just lying to each other. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the cheese and bacon, uh, like, twist things, fold things, uh, fantastic. So greasy, so good. Um, good. Anyway, uh, yeah, what were we going to say about the bakery? Uh, anything spectacular or not? Me? Mm, or Anyone? Uh, yeah, well, that Couplins I mentioned, they also have one in Sheffield, so it works out, it works out well. <laughs> Honestly, if you ever find yourself in Yorkshire, Maybe boys, go about... to Couplins. Uh, okay. Maybe the song is about Couplins. Maybe so, yeah, it's incorrect. Wow. Um, Plastic Tramp is the next one. Um, again, I think Miles plays on this, but he's not yeah, credited he uh, as a songwriter. So, lyrically, it's all Alex. Baby. Um, I like this one. I did say they were all very different style, but this one is quite heavy. Now I'm listening to it. Mm. Um, Forgot I'm on this one. I never... Yeah, uh, it is, but it's still... Yeah. Still good. Still pretty alright. Yeah. There's just not a lot to it, I think. That, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, it's still pretty, pretty alright. Mm. And then, moving on to Too Much To Ask. Mm. Um... This might be my favourite one off of this. Correct answer. That's absolutely correct. This is one of my favourite Arctic Monkey yeah, songs. Love yeah. this so much. Um, it's, it's so wonderful song. It's so bleak, but yeah, um, makes me happy. But yeah. the chest, uh, it just hit me. We can't go back to the chest touching on the back. Yeah. Oof. What a what a lyric. Un- unbelievable. Absolute prime. Absolutely. Yeah, prime. I, lo- I love this song. I really love it. It's one of my favourite. I said one of my favourite Arkham songs. Definitely top ten. Good choice. The bass is very good in this as well. I must turn on. Just the kind of like um it kind of feels like it's from like a film like a 
film noir film like a yeah mystery kind what of. you mean yeah, yeah I get what, what would you call a film noir film a film noir. noir film a film noir is you say it like that yeah it's french yeah oh yeah it doesn't seem right though come on you're the you know, you're just, a, fellow french, french just to follow up on that um do you know the oh, uh, plural of cul-de-sac is plural of cul-de-sac yeah cul-de-sac oh. <laughs> well, the same word. Coldy. Yeah, like converse. You don't say converse, is you? Unless you're a nonce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need... <laughs> fair enough. The poor yeah, I mean, what did you say? Oh, I Col- know. A Welsh joke. Cold the sack. Cold die sack. It's calls the sack. That's terrific. Calls the sack. Because in French, it's something of something, which is the same way that you'd say, like, I've film never noir. pieced together that's a French thing. Film black, but it's actually because they do the descriptor after the noun kind of thing. The adjective after the noun. This is fun so, for people. So cul de sac means something of something. So it's somethings of something. If that makes sense. Okay, yeah, let's crack on. <sighs> <laughs> let's crack on. Um, Perfect. With, uh, Teddy Picker. Teddy Picker. Yeah. Uh, opening track is Teddy Picker. Who would have thought? Then it's Bad Woman. I was today years old when I realised that Bad Woman featuring Richard Hawley was a cover. <gasps> yeah. Of a Richard yeah, Hawley song? Or... No, no, really? because I've just seen that the lyrics are by Patrick Sycophus. Mm. So I've just Googled Patrick Sycophus. How many Sycophus. is there of us? Uh, Sycophus. <laughs> um, and I, it's taken me to a Reddit page um, oh, to where someone... Now. What's going on? Someone, we we'll we'll go deep dive, um, where someone has linked a song by Pat Farrell and the Believers called Bad Woman which is a 60s band from Hamburg, Pennsylvania, and it was released in 1968, apparently. Wow. Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Not not two places I associated being together. Never really cared for this song. No, me neither. <laughs> um, no, not it's not as good as the other uh, venture that Richard Hawley and the Death Ramps did with you and I on Suck It and See. No, that's, no that's not good either. What? Uh, it's better than this, but I, I, that's not one of my favourites either, but it's better than this. I don't mind it, but I don't. I I would very rarely put it on. I quite enjoyed that, you know. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about that. Um, moving on, the Death Ramps, which is also the name of the sort of the name they called themselves at one point. A bit like a Sergeant Pepper's um, situation with the Art of Monkeys yeah. when it comes to this. Um, I don't know when they call themselves or why the reasoning behind with it. Miles Kane they, on Little Illusion Machine. Yeah, they do it with B sides. Mm. So it was it's something to do with when they played as kids. And they were talking about it might have been like sand dunes or something, and they used to call them the death ramps. So it's just okay. and Alex wears a ring. I don't know if he still does. That says the death yeah. ramps on. Callum, you have got too much knowledge about this. No, I, <laughs> stop there. Why? No, it's fine. This is like you with your pavement. No, I six, don't know. Six much. inches deep into Stephen Malcolm's. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> what I wish you I wish it six inches? Death Ramps, this is an instrumental, instrumental. Um, that again, don't really give a shit about. Yeah. Um, I think it's pretty good, but I prefer but Matador. I, why would you listen to it? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer yeah. Matador given the given the option of a instrumental from this era. Yes. And then finally, the best song off this uh, album, Nettles, which is also one of my favourite B-sides that they've ever done. Short, sweet, to the point. Love the riff. Um, love the playing. Fast. Straight uh, to your face. Defo. This is, um, there's a live at the O2 Apollo, I think, from this era. 
Mm-hmm. They, they play this. It's fantastic. It says louder, louder marching powder, which is always fun to listen to. Mm. Um, it was it's good, great tune, love it. Yeah, good. I agree. Cutting Thank edge. you. Um, and that, <laughs> that takes me on to a few questions. Oh, I've got, I've got lined up for you. Number one, as it is, well. Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on. But it's, it's, um, it does feel more of its time than I have ever thought it had before. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, previous, like, over the years, listening to it, it felt cutting edge all the time, but now it feels like it placed in 2007. And the fact that it came out in 2007 seems mental. Yeah, I c- it seems like I, such a long time ago. I agree yeah. with you there. Yeah, I can't believe um, how fifteen years, man. Fifteen bloody 15 years. years. Fucking mental. This is just when I was getting Close, into yeah. finding music for myself, and it's uh, fifteen bloody years ago. I'm such an old That's bastard. Crazy. You are. Yeah, you know, not as old. Not as old as you, though, Liam. Um, I am older. That's that scientifically correct. What was your first experience with this record? Well. This is one of the uh, HMV or like things where it was a deal. Um, three for a tenner. Three for a tenner, baby. This was, I remember this being like one of the times when I was like, I'm going to get an album and I'm going to listen to the full album. Because before, wow. before that, I wouldn't really delve deep into albums. You reached um, a point of I re- yes. adulthood. I remember, I remember getting it and being like, you know what, I'm going to listen to it. And I remember not really clicking with it completely when I first listened to it because obviously it was like one of the first times I'd ever sort of done that. Um, but I didn't hate it and I kept on listening to it. Um, and it's, well, we'll get onto that in a minute, I suppose. Um, but yeah, um, so I was a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> little boy. Tiny yeah. boy. Those nice little socks. <laughs> no, my feet have always been the same size. <laughs> um, yeah, this was when I used to shuffle my albums. Oh, gosh. I know, I was nine, so I think we can... I've yeah, regressed, haven't I? Yeah. It's a very childish thing to do, yeah. Yeah, it is a childish thing, so you grew out of that quickly. Um, but I can't remember what my first experience with it was, because I remember liking the first album because of my sister. So I can imagine that I would have just known Brian Storm pretty soon after it came out because of the music channels and the radio. I think I would have first learned f- f- uh, by through Brian Storm yeah. and then being like, you know what, I like this. And then I'd already heard whatever people say um, a bit. So then just thought, you know what, I'm going to go mad, splash yeah. out and get this. I, I did. Have a few Pepsis. This might have been <laughs> one of the first ones that I, prob- again, it was probably through my sister. It wasn't my, all my own doing, but one of the first that I remember probably getting, maybe not on release date, but very close to. I remember wow. Sainsbury's in Real Slash Rudlin on the border. I remember vividly. Right on the borders. Right on the borders. It was when um, it it was it would have been parental advisory or whatever. Yes. Uh, so I wouldn't have been able to buy it myself. Because <laughs> it had shaggers in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, my f- go on, yeah. My first experience would have been, which is for quite a few of the Odd Monkeys records, is with uh, you guys, I suppose. I suppose mostly Yanni. Thank you. Um, Yeah, just playing it. And like I say, Do Me a Favour was the first song I learned on bass. I didn't know it before that. Um, And then most of the album is the same. I probably did hear Fluorescent Adolescent about when I was younger. Because, you know, that was about. 
Yeah, Brian Storm was on a Guitar Hero game. Um, was that World Tour? Or was it five? No, it was Guitar Hero five. Yeah, five, yeah. Um, I think a Teddy Picker as well. I think when I like came to this album and learned to do me a favour and decided to listen to the rest of it, I recognised Teddy Picker as well, which obviously also makes sense. Um, but yeah, all around that time, really. This one for me was a... Uh, when would that have been? Oh, to be fair, that was only probably when the first three albums were out, but this was one that I probably didn't listen to as much as the other two at the time. Um, but over time, that's kind of... Uh, well, you know, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to start ranking the albums or anything. That would be crazy. Uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe you will. Oh, am I? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, Favourite track? Liam, let's start with you, because I'm not <coughs> done with hearing yeah. you talk just yet. Oh, that's lovely to hear. Um, I never thought I have. <laughs> I I'm stuck between Deers for Dangerous and Old Yellow Bricks. Uh, could you pick Old Yellow Bricks, please? I'll pick Old Yellow Bricks. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, probably Old Yellow Bricks. Uh, do me a favor. What would you like? <laughs> you to tell me your favorite track, please. Uh, Deers for Dangerous. Lovely. Yes. The trifecta of the trifecta. Are you taking the piss. No, why? Deers for Dangerous is your favorite track. I think so. Um, if I was going to... know it's his favourite worst nightmare. Oh, oh. Um, I love If You Were There, Beware, but I'd put... De- I, if I was going to just play one song off this with people who knew Odds and Monkeys and uh, you know, I didn't need to put a single on, I'd probably put Dears with Angels on. Mad. Or Brian Storm. I'm, no, I'm going to go Brian Storm. Cause I, I was, I probably, Brian Storm's near the bottom for me. I probably didn't pick that, that because... It's quite an obvious pick with it being a single, but it's just incredible. Okay, uh, next question. Next question and final question. How does it compare to their other works? And I'm very wary of how long this recording has been, yes. and this conversation could be heated. Can we do it first? No, let's get Liam out of the way because he'll, oh, he'll okay, be the well, one who talks long. long. Yeah. yeah, okay. Um, <clears throat> so for me... <sighs> Humbug At least try and do it a bit quickly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For me, the these first two albums on Suck It and See are all pretty on par. I just can't. I can't pick. I think. I do think. I think this actually is better than the first album. So I'll, I'll say that. And then between this and Suck It and See, I want to put the second. I'm going to put the second out of the five or six. How many albums have been? How many albums are there? Six. So five. Out of the five albums, you're such a twat. I've tried. I have tried. Grow so, up and sorry. try again. We'll get there. In in twelve years' time, we'll talk about it. Yanni. Uh, how does it compare to the other albums? Uh, I that would have always said that. Oh no, it's not really answering the specific question. But this era was my favourite era until very recently, and by very recently, I mean. This morning, when I had a deep think about it and thought, I don't think this is my favourite era of Arts and Monkeys anymore. It's my second favourite era. Wow. Um, Gosh. AM. Hey, <laughs> 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 I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you sit and wonder about what's the first. Don't be silly. It's um, no. We need to know. It's humbug. Yeah, I thought. Um, this album is. Um, Probably, let's just say for now, you know, it's one of the best ones. 
it's up there. So it's definitely a good album. It's it's top five for sure. Yeah, <laughs> top six. Uh, I, I I think this is probably my third or fourth favorite Monkeys album. Yeah, uh, it depends on the day, and mm. that's the problem with me. Yeah, it'll, it'll interchange with it "Suck is. It and See." Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, depends this is on the vibe. Very close this is, this is a rainy day album. It, Suck It and See is a sunny day album. Yeah, it's coming to that time of year where I want to whack on Suck It and See and yeah. just thi- love my life. I think Suck It and See, though, has, uh, without having the track list, has one or two songs that I don't care for at all. But then the highs are pretty high on that album. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's why it's a bit tricky. It just depends on how much weight you're putting into mm. those. Yeah. You know, yeah. The uh, quantity over quality, you know. It's yeah. yeah, thanks, Liam. Uh, those have been all yeah, the questions, you. haven't they, Carl? They have. Well, that leads me to my favourite point of the evening, which is <laughs> telling you where you can find us. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, at Falls on the Hill Podcast. Twitter, at Falls on the Hill Pod. YouTube, Falls on a Hill. Um, is there another one? The, um, nope, that's it. Dot com. Us, dot com. No, we've, dot com. We've, we've literally just got rid of that domain. No, I'm, I'm just... If um, you know, if you want us to do merch, uh, tell us <laughs> Mer- <laughs> merch or much. Pay up merch. Uh, pay in we'll advance. As soon as we've raised um, sixty grand, sixty grand, we'll start our own clothing line. Yeah, we'll sell socks. Yeah, Brilliant. soccer to him, baby. Yeah, lovely. Bye. Oh, if we do t-shirts, we can just all like trousers, like I'm wearing falls on me like or falls on me falls on me chest. Love yeah, it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's um. Pulls my head yeah. for a hat. Let's, should we do? Some, should we do yeah. some prototypes? Because I'd have our heads on a t-shirt. Um, I wouldn't. I'd have our heads on my crotch. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> not uh... for the first time. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> bye guys. Uh, oh, peace and love. And on that note, bye 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 bye. Tati bye. <laughs> <laughs>